0: tweet team podcast here's your host andy burrows welcome everybody to the dc tweet team podcast this is episode number 92 i as always am your host andy burrows and as always i have my wingman with me the founder of the dc tweet team maurice hawkins maurice good day my friend good day kind sir Uh, We also have a fellow fellow podcaster joining us today, Keith. Keith, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on board.
0: You're more than welcome. And our very special guest, Mr. Ben Standing from The Athletic. Ben, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, no problem Ben it's uh, just when you think Washington maybe of quieting down and it's a bit of a slow news day bam we get um, we get w- what was for all of 20 minutes quite a big uh, bigish story today with the 1067 the fan and JP putting out a tweet that they have uh, seen some of this 130 page uh, document um, saying various things um, they want Dan's the lead to remove Dan Snyder from ownership. They want him suspended. What do you make of what's gone on in the last, we sit here on the Friday, Ben, what do you make of what's gone on in the last two hours?
2: Uh, you know, I don't really know what to make of the, the this report of a, of a report. I mean, we kind of knew that obviously something was coming soon. Roger Goodell told us that uh, back at the Super Bowl week, that it was wrapping up. It's fairly soon, I guess. I mean, I don't know what that would mean um uh, the question is of course is like how does anybody get that information and no disrespect to the sports junkies but they're not you know a, a traditional news outlet so uh, i'm not discounting what they see all that i listened to them talk about it the, de- the they have specific details that you know somebody would have had to go way out of their way to to, to make up <laughs> to including a report so i'm not discounting that but at the same point i don't know what it really means is this the actual report I mean, my, I I was, I, uh, an NFL spokesman confirmed, or I should say not confirmed, but an NFL spokesman in my attempt to confirm any of this stuff said basically that it was absolutely, quote, absolutely false and that there's no, no such report has been submitted. Mm. So is it possible that whatever the junkies were looking at, while maybe something for real was a draft uh, or, or I, that's the part that's unknown at the end of the day. You get this thing
0: all the time, though, Ben. Do you like, as journalists, do you get, spoon fed things that like you know that someone obviously wanted to get this out there i mean you're no more than anyone this has obviously come across the junkies desk and for whatever reason they ran with it i mean you must see this thing all the time and you have to be very careful what you put out there i'm guessing
2: um yeah i would like more people to spoon feed <laughs> me stuff so if anybody has things please hit, hit me up uh my, my my dm my twitter dms are open um <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I mean, just like anything, you have to be careful. I mean, you mm-hmm. hear stuff, see stuff, whatever it may be, in all ways, shapes, or forms, and, and you have to, you know, be careful that this is obviously a pretty significant one. So I have no, like I said, I have no idea what to make of, of of any of what they um of what they have. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, we're all curious as to what what the report is going to be. And I know for fans of this team, and you know, I was one once uh, once upon a time people would not be upset if it were to lead to Dan Snyder selling the team. That's why this kind of report is like super interesting, but at the same time, it's hard to know what to make of it. If anything at at this moment, Um, because, you know, until the NFL comes out and tells us anything or actions are actually taken, you know, it's just hard to know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Maurice.
3: Yeah. I I guess my concern is that if the junkies got this report and the NFL is saying that they have not received the report and that the report is absolutely false. Who is their source for the report? Um, I mean, obviously, you would think Beth Beth Wilkinson, who's leading the investigation, does she have leaks in her her team that got this information out? And um, just just real thoughts about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's tricky. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to be the guy that says, you know, I, I can't really talk about somebody else's reporting because. So ultimately that is kind of the truth. I have no idea what to make of any of it. Like I said, it's not, you know, everything has to be, you know, it's potentially semantics. If the spokesman says they have not received the report, okay, well, maybe they didn't. That doesn't mean that what the junkies have is false. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Fed, FedEx delivery hasn't shown up yet today. I, or, or, or you know, it's in the mailroom or, you know, somebody who has seen it hasn't told spokesman yet for reasons that whatever i i don't i don't know so I, I i don't want to go so far as to suggest that anybody is not telling the truth or whatever and like i said i don't have any idea what to make of their level of reporting but you know um there's a lot of like i said there's a it's possible semantics game going on the junkies clearly think they have enough to be able to put it out there so they're seeing something and the details that they were mentioning uh, were interesting but like i said i don't know what they're looking at are they looking at an actual final report are they looking at a draft or are they looking at somebody's doodles that were made to look like the report i i, I don't know what it is again not trying to disparage what they're claiming I, I it's just hard to say without being involved in, in in this in any real way uh you know
1: it's hard to know yeah keith yeah so ben obviously <clears throat> you know we're we're not familiar with NFL investigations and how they actually do their reports uh, so to speak but uh, the the two details that I found interesting that the junkies uh, had stated was uh, the recommendations uh, two of the recommendations basically still admits guilt in my opinion you know uh, they're saying either force of sale or recommend to uh, for Dan to be suspended so if that were true which I know you can't speak on because no one knows the truth but isn't both basically stating that Dan is guilty? Um,
2: I I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, like to, to broaden it out to like better general legal things, like we've all seen situations, right? Whether on law and order on TV or in the actual news where like it feels like there could be two cases that have very similar situations and one judge ultimately recommends, I'm making this up, life in prison and another judge says suspended sentence or time served or something like, so I don't have any idea. So maybe this, if if in fact, those, if in fact these things were to be true, again, I don't know. Like, I I don't know what level of, did they, is there an actual situation like a Donald Sterling where they have actual evidence in some real way that says Dan Snyder did these things? Maybe, or is he guilty of the fact that he, he, this is his organization, he may have had no clue, but in, by not having a clue, he is thus guilty. So I, I really have no idea, and that's why, you know, this is similar to how we were last summer when the Washington Post story was coming out about that kind of kicked all this off and none of us knew what was happening and all these random speculative uh, tweets and reports and other people were coming out there about, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, and all that was off the charts crazy and all of it proved to essentially be false, so I, I couldn't pres- begin to state what any of these things mean if they're accurate, because um, I don't know where the premise of the person who's filing the report is coming from. If they're a harsh grader, they bring out the red pen to so to speak, <laughs> right. or if they're, uh, they have actually something there that, that tells them flat out, here's proof of X and yeah. so, so that's the part I, I just don't know. But yeah.
1: wouldn't it be listed in the report if Dan was guilty? I mean, isn't uh, uh, of anything, wouldn't wouldn't there be something because I feel like that that part is being missed with what the junkies reported?
2: Well, I mean, if you know, whatever the report is, whether it's the 130 pages that they said or eight million or whatever, I mean, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of details. But again, I I don't know. I mean, whatever they investigated, whatever they found, I assume will be in the report. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that Dan Snyder himself did something in the way that guilty makes it sound. He may have just right. been he just may have been turning a blind eye or maybe had no idea and was putting people in charge who were doing these things or whatever. I mean, you know, that's the part that uh, we don't, we, we just, you know, like to this point, all the things that have been put out there by the Washington post or others um, by and large, he has not been implicated directly and a couple of times where he sort of was, he's come out and denied it. And we don't, I don't, we don't know. It hasn't gone through any real legal process in that sense. So it's just hard to know.
0: Ben, do you think this is kind of, we're kind of getting to the stage? I mean, I've said for a while now, I don't think Dan Snyder, he's, you're going to have to drag him out of that building. Like I've said many times, you thought Donald Trump leaving the White House was bad. You try and get Dan Snyder out of Washington. But do you think we're slowly, slowly as this uh, offseason is going along, the, the, the nails are trying to be hammered into the coffin, if that makes sense?
2: Um you know like i said it's it's hard to know i from the perspective of every single person who's a fan of this team everybody's going to come to it from the perspective is this the end Mm -hmm. right that that's a a lot of people certainly want i I get that so everything is viewed from that perspective but i don't necessarily know that that's what the owners want they may not like him as some people say they may want him out but wanting and not liking are very different than, than than pulling the moves to get out. I mean, I remember when, when the Donald Sterling thing happened on the NBA front and, you know, there was actual evidence of him um, doing things, saying things that led to his ouster. I remember Mark Cuban publicly coming out and saying, Hey, just to be clear, if we throw this guy out for these things to be clear, all of us may one day be on the other end of this. Mark Cuban, in fact, found himself to be on the other end of this when the Dallas Mavericks were accused of, um, various forms of uh, sexual uh, harassment and otherwise. And I say accused, I mean, like there was actual, I guess, evidence that things were happening and Mark Cuban took steps. But like, I, who? I don't know that the other owners are going to want him out because if you do, whatever this is, if you do force him out now, the next time something comes up on their end, now maybe they, are there's a precedent set that now maybe they are the ones who face these hurdles. So um it's hard to, to know. I guess like with most things, I would probably say follow the money. If somebody determines, that Dan Snyder's presence is causing them to, to, to not maximize or, or come close to, to, to generating the revenue they think they should get both from the Washington football franchise as part of this larger group, or that, you know, if sponsors start to say, Hey, we're not going to be involved with you. If Dan Snyder owns a team, if things like that happen, then maybe things could get serious. But, uh, you know, again, I may be taking too much of a uh, practical approach and I know people want to get emotional about this. So maybe it's more me than them. I'm not, but at the same point, I just, it's as hard to sit here and say oh, he's definitely out just based on anything we've heard so far.
0: Ben, just before we let you go, I appreciate your time. is very precious today. Um, a man linked with the Washington uh, football team, if Dan Schneider was to step down, is uh, Jeff Bezos. I mean, I think that's just trading one bad egg for another bad egg, in my opinion. I mean, what would you what would you make to him coming into the organization?
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if the link there is that strong. The, the the report that was out a week ago, I mean, it just, it wasn't really, it was like two things happened and they weren't necessarily connected, but because Jeff Bezos happens to own the Washington Post, I think people are like, oh, therefore we're going to connect it. I mean, he doesn't, I mean, I don't think that necessarily means that much beyond that. I mean, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people would probably say it can't be worse Mm-hmm. As a, a, no owner could be worse than what's happened around here the last two decades and i don't have any idea what bezos would do obviously you know the washington post amazon that you know by and large seem like they're a good companies please nobody yell at me about bad practices on the amazon front.
0: Not, <laughs> yeah, you I, might want to close I'm mdms not, not, now ben
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm mean, like i'm not that i'm i've I, I seen headlines i've seen some stories but i'm not that aware of like how they're treating their employees i'm sure there's things that they could be better i'm not questioning that but i'm just like i don't know it doesn't uh, i i i don't i don't i don't know i mean Here's the thing if we're literally just talking about it from the fan perspective of how does this football team move forward to win a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, most fans, I don't think, I don't, I mean, I think we all hope they're, they're doing the right things, but generally speaking, people want to know who's playing quarterback. Yeah. They're not as much worried about the internal aspects of the organization as long as everything is headed in the right direction. I'm sure even successful organizations, if you look behind the curtains, a bit, you'd be, be like, ooh, what's going on here with not necessarily in the same way, but just maybe just other ways that they treat employees or just deal with stuff. So, um, you know, I, I have no idea what would happen if somebody else took over. Um, we just know what's happened here for the last two decades.
0: And obviously it hasn't been great on, on and off the field. Yeah. One more question from Maurice, Ben, and then we'll let you get out of here, buddy.
3: Yeah, I just, I would just, I would, what are your thoughts as far as just people really holding their breath as it relates to anything happening to Dan Snyder because you have, uh, I mean, Bob Kraft, I mean, he was arrested for solicitation in a massage parlor and he still owns the Patriots. So, I mean, that seems to be, a w- and he was actually the culprit in that action. So what are your thoughts as far as people really getting their hopes up about something happening to Snyder, given other owners have had more egregious situations and they still own their teams?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a legal expert, so it's hard for me to, to know exactly what, what the line, but I mean, ultimately, i i don't i've never quite understood how somebody could make somebody sell their team unless like even with the robert Kraft stuff again i'm not uh i'm not this is, I'm, I'm not trying to be moral police one way or the other but like is that situation enough to justify the guy selling his team uh, i don't know i mean i i I don't know so like i said I mean, it just depends on what 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 anybody would have whether it's dan snyder or anybody else like um you know I, I again i could be wrong because like i don't even think the nfl actually made jerry richardson sell the panthers i just think ultimately when this when things started going a different direction he decided he had enough he didn't need to to deal with this anymore and in the case of dan snyder i think i think the issue that why I have not assumed at least you know going into today, have assumed he's never going to sell is what is Dan Snyder without this team? This team is, gives him his identity. He doesn't really have any other businesses at this point. He, you know you can sell the team and make five, six billion dollars. I'm sure if we all could get that deal, we take it and go straight to Tahiti and be good. But you know if this is sort of your whole identity and you get people like Matthew McConaughey or um, Tom Cruise or whomever it is to pick you know pick up your calls or hang out with you, what do you, you know, if you're just a rich guy, then what, then why are they doing that? Being an NFL owner is, is unique within the rich guy world. And, um, I, I just think ultimately, like th- somebody is going uh, to the degree that they would have something on an owner to make them sell beyond that. Unless an owner's like, Oh, I made my, I've made money in this investment. I'm good to go. Let's, uh, you know, I'm ready to sell out whatever beyond that. I just, I, I, I don't see Dan Snyder selling from those reasons, um, unless, like I said, there's something really specific, really egregious that the NFL says,
0: "Yep, yeah, we've had enough for these reasons," um, that 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 you got to go. Ben, really, really appreciate you jumping on to the DC Tweet Team podcast. I understand today is a very busy day for you, like, every day. So, uh, from us guys to you, thank you, Ben. really appreciate it. Well, well, well
2: hold on. Before we go, like, you, we, we get no free agency questions? Isn't that uh, – we, well, we- can, <laughs> if we can
0: have you for longer, Ben. I didn't want to go over – I know you said you were 15 minutes-ish. I'm happy to, to carry on talking to you if you want, Ben. I mean
2: um, – Yeah, we, we can get into something. I am just say, like, you know, the, 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 this other
1: stuff, like, I, you know, I just
2: I just answered a lot of questions with I don't know. So, maybe I can answer a question where I might know something something.
1: something i actually had one prepared for (laughs) you uh but i wasn't sure if we were going to be able to get into it or not but do you mind andy
0: no go for it mate now i'm
1: more than happy to have Ben for longer perfect i just don't want to step over you guys is all um so ben obviously you know quarterback 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 that's all we've been talking about so i really don't want to get into that direction but do you feel that this is a position that needs to be addressed almost immediately before we can head in any type of direction um, in free agency, as far as uh, going after certain players that, you know, the, the team feel, you know, the team feels that we we could have, that's going to make us better.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. So I just recorded my own podcast uh, standard room only podcast all this very good podcast very good uh and i'll have something up for monday but i just recorded it with uh somebody talking about free agency we were talking about the quarterback situation and like my basic take has been that because kyle allen and taylor heineke i'm assuming kyle allen will be resigned because those guys exist and i know they're not the most exciting names but they've proven an ability to play in the league so that gives you at least a baseline of okay we have something so my thought was okay Based on that baseline, I'm going for the upside guys. Now, there are all these, none of these quarterbacks who are realistically available are that exciting. But guys like Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, if they were to be made available and you had an opportunity to get them, there's at least some reason to think that maybe my coaching staff can do better. And thus, if I think that there's only a couple of these guys, maybe I jump quick. But the conversation I was having was with uh, Shield Kapadia, one of our national writers who does all of our like big pick your free agency stuff his thought was similar, but he was like, go with the New England Patriots model from last year in that. Wait, wait and see. There's a lot of like, even though there's no good, there's no obvious go starting guys. There's a lot of quarterbacks. I just mentioned some, there's also your Andy Dalton, your Tyrod Taylor's. Um, You know, we don't know who's going to be potentially sprung free. Maybe Sam Sam Darnold is available for a trade at some point. And look, if you wait, until next year we just saw this year we weren't expecting Matthew Stafford to be available we weren't expecting Carson Wentz to be available if Dallas can only tag Dak Prescott th- he's not going to be back in the Cowboys next year so like do you do you need to go out and do something immediately or can you wait and I think it's an interesting point to take the same approach I'm going with but to say we don't actually have to rush out and sign any of these guys because realistically none of them are going to move the needle that much and we already have something so I don't think they have to go out and get somebody right away unless you just think, Hey, the Raiders cut Mariota. He's clearly the best one. We really think he can be our short-term and long-term answer then, then go ahead. But I I think they actually probably can wait because none of these guys seem to be that interesting.
0: Mm. And how, how important is it that maybe we, uh, we build around that offensive line now we've, we freed up a ton of cap space today which we're gonna we're gonna get into later obviously let's get let's get Terry uh, McLaurin some help out there a lot of people are saying like you said we don't need to maybe get that stud quarterback now we can build for the future and building for that future defensive side of the ball's pretty shored up already you can still add a few I'm not going to deny that as we probably will in the offseason but how important is it that we get uh some offensive weapons with uh with what we have available now yeah. I
2: mean, based on free agency in the draft, this is a pretty good off season to, to, to help your wide receiver room. Um, I would kind of look for more of a slot guy than, than an outside guy just because I'm kind of curious where, where things go with Cam Sims and, you know, they drafted Gandy golden a year ago and he obviously didn't, didn't do anything, but like, you know, I'm sort of curious what they can do, uh, which isn't curious to say, I think they're great. I just mean curious, like, well, there's at least something there. But, um, so there's definitely opportunity to do something. Now, whether they want to spend, you know, 15 to $20 million on one of the bigger name receivers like an Allen Robinson or Juju Smith-Schuster, or they're willing to go further down the list um, is is a, is a topic that, you know, we don't know how they want to allocate their money quite yet. Um, but it's, it's some pretty, it does seem pretty obvious that they understand that they do need more help at that receiver spot. So I would imagine whatever happens, it's more than just last year's Cody Latimer, Dontrell Inman situation, that they do something for real. But again, the draft is going to offer a lot of options uh first round second round third round so you could wait uh you know they do have all this money uh you know roughly 53 million dollars now mm-hmm. in the cap after releasing um alex smith officially or that's happening today so um they'll have money to do that but they also still need linebacker you mentioned offensive line uh there's a you know if brandon Scherf stays you'd still make a justification no, sorry, right you could still make a justification for for uh uh, upgrading at left tackle. If you see somebody out there, um, free safety is a concern. And then you get into some of your backups, like backup tight end, backup defensive end, things like that. But, you know, there, there are a few areas where they, they, they could do some stuff. Um, I will just say this. I think all of these things, whether with the quarterbacks or any position, a lot of it comes down to, self-evaluation do they think they're a team that is on the cusp that they are right there they just need to fill in these holes or do they look at last year and say well okay we won a division in a bad year we won five of our last seven regular season games but kind of look at the opponents look who was playing for them at their quarterback or what they were going through maybe we're not there yet and since we still have a young team let's not do anything crazy let's let's keep building we can add some people in free agency with the long term in mind but we don't have to go hardcore I think that's going to be a long way of determining kind of w- w- once we have a better sense of what they're thinking as to what um w- w- what kind of moves they may make in the offseason
4: yeah
3: definitely Maurice anything for Ben before we uh, let him get on uh what are your thoughts as far as the uh Washington football team running back core I know like there's been a lot of discussion about Bryce Love whether he's going to stay with the team or not because he really hasn't panned out Uh, Do you think we need to address that position by adding some depth via the draft or free agency?
2: Um, I don't think so. I mean, you know, in general, teams carry three running backs. You can carry four, but the fourth guy could easily be, you know, undrafted free agent or or some random. And so obviously Antonio Gibson was really good last year. Um, J.D. McKissick was a bit of a revelation as the pass catching back and Peyton Barber you know obviously the, the actual stats are not that impressive but he was effective in third and one fourth and one um could they upgrade at that spot to have a more well-rounded back sure but I wouldn't go crazy doing it and you know you mentioned Bryce Love I wish I could tell you definitively where he's at I mean uh, you know obviously it's disappointing for everybody involved especially him that he hasn't been able to play since he was drafted um so you do have that wild card, but like I said, you can, as we kind of know with running back, you can find more help kind of all over the place. So, you know, if you told me they draft a running back on day three, fine. But like, I, you know, personally, I'm like a, the opinion, I don't want to draft the player who has no spot on the team. So if they're not even willing to carry four running backs, then I wouldn't even bother drafting one. Um, and you can find one somewhere else. So, um, but, you know, if they, if there's a Peyton Barber upgrade, sure, but he was fine for what he was. I guess I will just say lastly that at the end of the day, they need a playmaker somewhere, another playmaker on offense. So if they think that the best option is a, big, a receiver, a second tight end, or another running back, I don't want to say I'm fine with it no matter what, but like they need more help somewhere. So if they think the best value is in some other way and by signing another running back means using Gibson and McKissick more at receiver, sure, be creative, go nuts. But like I don't think in general they
0: need another running back. Yeah, Ben, just really quickly, where are you on a, a confidence scale now with this team? Obviously, a man that's covered the team for a long, long time. See so if you had to give it a, a mark out of 10, which we've had quite a few people on. It's, it's going up and up now with Ron Rivera and the, the things we're putting in place. Where are you on the scale?
2: Um, if I look at the team in isolation, just based on what happened last year, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's reason to be optimistic. Um I was noting even when the team was one and five, two and seven, how the players constantly kept coming out saying that they really believe in Ronald Rivera, that he's turning things around. And um, you know, I know some people were buying this narrative or 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 or, or pushing a narrative late in the year that when the Haskins situation happened and then Rivera used him the next week, that that was a knock on Rivera um, and he he would lose some credibility over that. And I, I couldn't have disagreed more because all we kept seeing over and over again was these players talking about how much they bought into this guy. And I think we saw that both as the season finished and then in the comments that the players made at the end of the year, they really like this guy. Now, is this going to translate into great success? I, obviously, I have no idea. You need a quarterback. They don't have one. So it's hard to do that. Also, as evidenced by the first 15 minutes of this conversation, the owner still exists. And no matter what is being happening at the moment, it appears he's given Ron Rivera the freedom to do certain things that people were hoping would be the case rather than having him de- determining what mm-hmm. to do. Um, how long does that last? I mean, he only, I mean, it was just, you know, 2019, he pushed for Dwayne Haskins. So, you know, it's not that, it's not like it's 20 years ago that he was, we're talking about him, with, you know, firing Marty Schottenheimer and uh, pushing for Bruce Smith and Deion Sanders. It was recently that this is happening. So he's always a uh, an impulsive move away from potentially botching everything. But in isolation on just what Rivero is doing, you know, it does feel like it's positive. And because so many of these guys who were, are the key players are all young guys you know it, it feels like it's it, it, and there's an upward trajectory for sure but you got to get a quarterback at some point <laughs> and right now that's obviously the big yeah. question along with you know what happens with the owner
0: yeah ben thank you so so much and thank you for staying extra i know you're i know you're busy i really appreciate you hanging around to talk some more washington uh football with us hope we get you back on uh when the season when the season starts up again in september but i wish you all the luck ben keep killing it with the podcast my friend and uh thanks for joining us today hey guys i really appreciate it thanks a lot no worries ben thank you take care buddy thanks guys no worries thank you Guys, always a pleasure to uh, have Ben uh, chopping it up with uh, about some Washington football. As we let one Washington legend go, we welcome another about to come in onto the the podcast. Mr. uh, Rick Snyder is going to join us uh, momentarily. We can chop up everything uh, revolving around Dan Snyder. And Keith, Maurice, I know there have been some strong feelings going around on social media this week about the First Ladies of Washington no longer being with the Washington football team. Keith, I'm going to come to you first, my friend, because I've seen many people come at you as always this week, my friend. Um, what are your thoughts? Have you had time to reflect on it a little bit more since the announcement was made?
1: I have, but I haven't changed my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what people were looking for is for me to be a little bit more empathetic mm-hmm. to the situation, which is understandable. Um kind of hard to do when one of the cheerleaders uh, who never has followed me in the first place continued to uh, quote tweet and tweet me so that way her followers could see and almost uh, which none of them really did but it's almost like look at what this guy's saying unbelievable please give me your support type of deal and You know, I didn't reply to any of it because it's just whatever at this point. Like I said, I'm just a guy on a couch with an opinion. You don't have to like what I have to say. You know what I mean? You don't even have to engage with me. But if you truly want to have a conversation on on how I feel, I could be respectful about it. Uh, And that's what I was trying to do. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, anytime news comes out, you know, everyone reacts emotionally. And then later on, when you've had some time to actually digest what has come out, Mm -hmm. You can tend to maybe, you know, change
0: your mind in this case. I'm sticking to what I say. Yeah. Rick, have we got you yet?
4: Yeah,
0: I'm here. Hi, Rick. Welcome to the back to the DC Tweet Team uh, podcast, my friend. Um, We were just touching on the, uh, obviously, the news that's broken in the last week. We've had many. We've had the Dan Snyder news today. News, not news. It was news for about 20 minutes. I don't know what was going on. Um, Obviously, the uh, first ladies of uh, Washington, Rick, are um, no more. Um A lot of people have made a comment on Twitter this week. I know he keeps been tagging some. I have Maurice, definitely has. Is it just a case of we've got rid of the name? Done. Redskins finished. Gone. Next up is the the cheerleaders, the ladies of Washington. They've now gone, albeit there's they can try out for the new the new squad. One thing would be left would be Dan Schneider, the the last he's gonna he's gonna go down with the ship sort of thing. How do you see everything that's played out over the last week and today's uh, today's newsweek?
4: Well, I think the thing with the first ladies is a pure retaliatory move that Dan Snyder did. Yeah, you know, they settled some type of lawsuit with different things, so non disclosure. So I'm not sure what it was, but uh, this is a pure retaliatory move, and they. Turned them into what really you would call college cheerleaders today of, you know, the cis boom ba, and, and men are out there. The men aren't dancing. They're there to like lift the girls up and those kind of things. Uh, you see them in colleges all the time. Um, I don't know. I don't really pay much attention to them. Uh, the first ladies dance troupe is a really good group. I've seen them at, at events before the pandemic and, you know, they were very good and they, they were good ambassadors to the team. So I think it, they may be back. Maybe it's just a year kind of thing. Uh, on that. But they'll, they'll be back. People like them. Uh, as far as Dan Snyder, you know, there's a big report today out that, you know, somebody has seen a copy of the NFL investigation, which calls for either a suspension or, the, or forcing the Dan Snyder to sell the team. Uh, I've already written a column. I write for 106.7 The Fan that said <clears throat> basically suspension is worthless. He won't learn from it. Nothing will change. So force him to sell. It's, it's time. He's been a terrible owner for 22 years now. I remember the day he got the team. I was covering it. We were in Atlanta. He comes up to me to talk about it. He says, you know, I really consider this a public trust. But instead, he's completely raided the, the public trust. If this were a politician, we would already have him out. And I know Dan doesn't want to sell, but honestly, why does he want to stay anymore? Everybody in town dislikes him. The team's attendance in 2019 was through the floor. We, did, we forget that because this year there was no fans in the stand. But this team is in terrible financial shape too. Take your money, go live on your yacht off of France, buy a soccer team or something. But it's time for Dan Snyder to move on. And the real key today was media reports exposing what's going on will not allow the NFL to hold back. They would have tried to do some small, quiet deal of whatever and not let this see the air of day. Now I think what's going to happen is they're maybe going to try and find the buyer, just do the sale before they got to do everything. So I would not be surprised to hear rumors of the sale in the next week or two, but it will take time. You don't sell a $4 billion team overnight, but I think the NFL is now trying to steer it that way.
0: Yeah, um, we, we just had uh, Ben on from The Athletic and uh, you know we heard his views and stuff on it so I just want to ask guys to, you know, it's always it's, it's not glossed over on Twitter but you can only do so much on the Twitter so let's have this debate now guys, I mean obviously Maurice I'll come to you first, is it like, like um, Rick said, is it now time for Dan Snyder just to up and leave you know, but I've I've said many times, I think you're literally going to have to drag this man out of the building, he is not going to go quietly into the night Um, as they say, I, I, I personally can't see it. I mean, Maurice, we've spoke about this a few times on previous podcasts. Um, I think when one of our very first ones um, last year in 2020, it come up that he might be out every six months. This seems to reappear. And obviously with today's stuff uh, coming out is now time Maurice for him to finally finally leave the Washington football team.
3: Well, I think the question is if you leave it up to Dan Snyder to sell the team and there's no forced to compel him to sell the team that I don't think he's going to sell the team. Um, now, I don't know what legal levers the NFL has or what kind of, you know, uh, peer pressure from the other owners they can apply to him to force him to sell the team. But I don't think it's going to be something that Dan is going to go quietly into the night. Uh, I think he's going to fight and kick and screaming because I think so much of his identity is, um, as an NFL owner is tied to being a part of this team. So, um, I mean, he's, I've seen him uh, survive other controversies. I would have thought the team name change would have did him in, but he's still here. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess I remain skeptical and I'll believe it when I see it.
0: Keith, we a man of many opinions, Keith, like I saw. Where are you sitting now, you know, speaking freely and openly? Where are you with that? I know how frustrated you were not to be the Redskins anymore. I know we haven't fully brought you around to the Washington football team, but with the ownership, how do you sit with it? Do you just think it is the final piece of the Redskins, shall we say, that needs to be gone?
1: Oh, that's what everyone wants, but I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't know. I mean, truthfully at the end of the day, I don't, I don't even think I care about Dan Snyder. Like, yeah. You know, whatever is going on in that front office and has been going on for several years is way beyond our comprehension to even begin with. Mm -hmm. All we do is sit on Twitter and speculate, you know Um, I'm not here to judge anyone at this point. Uh, I just think it, you know, you look at the situation of he's at the end, he's a fan, he's a fan of the team. And I think that that's why it's difficult for him to give it up um you know and truthfully if i was a billionaire and i own the team i don't know if i would care if everyone liked me or not i'm i'm owning an nfl you team haven't got any I'm...
0: money and no one likes you right exactly <laughs> so yeah yeah i, I'm I, definitely... I joke I joke, <laughs> I joke i joke i like i love keep as a joke i'm glad
1: somebody does because uh you know of course my my Twitter act has definitely worn very thin with a lot of people, but, you know, it, honestly, it's because I'm honest and maybe sometimes I'm too honest. And if people care, great. If they don't, you know, you keep moving and scrolling and, and I'm fine with that, but mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, there's just so much, I think that at the end of the day, people are just tired of this negative reporting and they want to head into a, a positive direction.
0: Yeah. Rick, what is the perfect outcome now for the Washington football team? We've all sat here and like Keith says, we can, as fans, we just speculate on Twitter. I don't think Dan's going to go, but what is the perfect outcome? As a man that's covered this team for many, many years, what is the perfect outcome? Does uh, Bezos come in and take over the team and we become Washington Amazon Primes or whatever the hell it would be? What do you think happens now?
4: Yeah, if Bezos comes in, I would not expect him to be the perfect owner either. You know, listen, these rich guys don't exactly, you know, give everything away to people. So if Jeff Bezos comes in, oh, oh, you're gonna see, you know, maybe the drones will bring the beers to you in the stands or something. But he's gonna look (laughs) at this team as a as an ATM also. He really will. The difference may be he may not be trying to make first round picks, which Dan Snyder has, you know, done repeatedly and he has zero ability. I mean, George Preston Marshall, who first owned this team. Used to pick out of a magazine. That's how he picked the draft back then, out of a magazine. Once picked a guy that wasn't eligible, and decided the next year, well, hell, I'm going to pick him again. And the guy ended up being a schoolteacher and never played. At being a double first-round pick, you know. So Dan Snyder reminds me of that situation. Uh, you know, he, he did the Dan Snyder, Joanne uh, Haskins pick. I mean, Gruden admitted it the other day. That's ridiculous. I don't think Bezos does that kind of thing. I think he does a lot of business type of things, and that's fine. You know, whatever, go sell your T-shirts. People can buy them or not buy them. That's their opinion. Uh, I think it's I think it's time for Snyder to go. I think this is my, the situation that will force it. Um, I wouldn't have said that before. Uh, this as in, in the months. league,
0: as in the league stepping. Do you think Rick, or do you think he, he on his own accord?
4: Well, he won't do it on his own. The league will have to force him. The league does have an ability to force out an owner. Takes a three-fourths yeah. vote. It's kind of like the impeachment trial. It's hard to get three-fourths of votes, you know, for anything. Because these owners live in glass houses and they know it. So they really don't want to force it on another if they don't have to. Jerry Richardson, quite frankly, I think was guilty of less than what Dan Snyder is guilty of. I was and Jerry Richardson was beloved in the league. Dan Snyder is not. Dan Snyder serves on no committees. He has no real friends in the league. You know, so I mean I could tell you so many confrontations between Dan Snyder and other owners and so they're not going to save them just because they like them they only save them if they have to because they don't want to be the next one up on this kind of thing so I don't know Bezos is the natural name he has the money you know he's going to be he's kind of a local coming in here I I could see it but I could see somebody else buying it too I could even see a Fred Smith gaining more equity in the team and doing it that way because uh, he's wanted to buy him in the past. I think that's pretty wide open, and it'll take a little while, because if he's going to sell, you want to ring the bell and tell all bidders to come to the table, not just quietly do it if you can.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. It's
4: going to be an interesting time.
0: Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um Keith, another bit of news that broke today. Alex Smith was officially um, released today, and we got a shit ton of cap money to uh to, to spend now uh, I mean just reflecting on what Alex done for the team obviously we spoke about the article I was um, happily on your podcast last week talking about the article but for me personally I'm just going to have fond memories of just seeing Alex Smith on a on a football field again I have no ill feeling towards the man I wish him nothing but the best but what do you see us doing now with all this cap money uh, that we have uh, available to us with the Washington football team
1: Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say what other people aren't. and Maybe this is just stupidity of a fan. I don't know, but I'm still on the bandwagon that there's a lot happening over there in Dallas. And I know people keep talking about, uh, I know people keep talking about, well, they'll just tag them, but man, it's such a mess over there. It would be a bloodshed if they did that. I, I think truthfully, they need to address the quarterback position I'm not saying that the DAC situation is going to happen that's obviously speculation but you know or a, a want between the the Twitterverse but man you you know coach Rivera it doesn't matter how nice you are and I think a lot would agree but your life expectancy as a coach is not very long in the league and coaches know that they need that quarterback in order to survive we have a lot of quarterbacks that are currently on the market right now a lot of speculation on what's going on with Watson and, you know, Russell, all those, you know, cute, you know, top notch QB ones and, you know, speculation on Dak. And then if you drop to the lower tiers, we all know about, you know, those quarterbacks that are available. So it's really just determining where the Washington football team is at, what, how they value those quarterbacks. Um how they value the free agent market. I just feel like, you know, we kind of saw their hand when they went and got Matthew Stafford or tried to get, you know, swung on Matthew Stafford that told me, they're really looking for a, you know, big name QB one. So I don't think they're going to stop swinging at the others either. Now, whether it happens or not is a different story. So I just feel like you have to solidify your quarterback position in order to determine where you're going to go in free agency. That's going to tell you your, you know, cap numbers, as far as, you know, what type of wide receivers you can go for if wide receiver is where you want to, you know, also upgrade as well alongside Terry. Mm-hmm. Maurice? Yeah, Rick, do you think
3: uh, Coach Rivera and the, and the coaching staff are comfortable going into the season with Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen and maybe uh, drafting like a, a rookie maybe in the later rounds? Or do you think they need to swing and get like a, like a high-profile quarterback, even not a high profile, maybe like a Marcus Mariota or a James Winston. I mean, that would be a, a substantial upgrade to what they have on a roster now. I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
4: I think they're more comfortable with Taylor Heineke and Allen than we are. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they, you know, Taylor was a really interesting guy. He played great that game, but is that, was that the real one or is that a mirage? We don't know. So you got to go get somebody else. I think Mariota is a very possible one. I could see them drafting a quarterback in the second round. Uh, A lot of people are talking about Trask. I could see that, too. Um, I think this team is two years away from a Super Bowl if they get the quarterback right. They've got a great defense. They've got some pieces on offense. Nobody's a perfect team. You'd like to have another this and that. But the quarterback, if they can get the quarterback right, which they so seldom do, then you could be in the Super Bowl. I think Rivera's got a lot of things going. This whole team has a lot of positive things. You don't normally hear me say this much, Mm -hmm. uh, but – you know, their front office changes they've made have been spectacular, I think. Um, you know, so I think they're in position, and Rivera knows what he's doing. He's the best coach they've had since Schottenheimer. So and that was 2001. So that's a long ways. I, so I, they've got to get the quarterback right. I think if they can – they would like to have some kind of decent quarterback, with, you know, with, with some experience, because otherwise you're going in with kids, even if you draft one. And what happens if if all hell breaks loose? you got to have an Alex Smith to come in. Alex did a great job beyond mind-blowing what happened there. I wish they could have kept him, but the cap number really hurt too. And Alex wanted to start. Maybe you could have made him a stopgap guy for a year. But like I said, two years is when you're really looking here. What can they do in two years? Uh, I don't see Dak Prescott coming here at all. I don't think anybody expensive is going to be coming. They're not that kind of spenders. Uh, but I can see uh, Mariota, and I think Mariota is better than people think. But he's been in systems that didn't fit him, and th- and I think Scott Turner can make that work because uh, he had four quarterbacks this year, and they managed to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the whole focus. I mean, that's all. I never learn guards' names anymore because we never talk about them. It's always about the quarterback. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it's funny um you should say that one of the questions come in um i'll put this to you uh keith scott hartley good buddy of ours do you think washington football team fans are so obsessed with finding a quarterback than letting the they should let the process flow and be patient and wait for our guy we've been patient for 25 years i mean goodness gracious we
1: haven't really truly had a quarterback in my opinion that has sustained a a, lot a large amount of success. I mean, we, you know, we've had guys like you know Doug Williams, uh, Mark Rippon, who have had successful couple of years. Yes, but they brought us a Super Bowl. You know, Joe Theismann truly, in my opinion, was the last time we truly had a franchise, franchise. core. Yeah, I've yeah, said fr- that. yeah. A franchise quarterback. And I mean, I'm not in the the Joe Theisman days. And I'm I'm 41 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same. So like, you know, at what point, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we're 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 always talking about the quarterback because we never have one, you know. Um, we think we get them, you know. We thought we got it with RG three, that obviously didn't work out, you know. Alex Smith came in, uh, you know, there that that was a, a remote possibility to sustain uh, success in my opinion, but that didn't
0: work out. Injuries right now are just. Kurt Cousins. They're, Kevin yeah. Sheehan said to us on the podcast last you had our last show, um, Keith. Kevin Sheehan said if we had Kurt Cousins in this system now, he would do great things. What, what do you What do you guys think about that?
1: It's hard to answer. I mean, that that's again speculating. Um, everyone knows I'm not a Kurt Cousins guy. Um, I'd have to admit though, looking at the looking at the QBs we've had in the past, yeah, you know, he's been the best one that we've had, and his stats are the
0: best as well, aren't they? Well, stats don't lie. Stats don't lie, but they can also be padded. They can. Rick, what do you think to that? Uh, We spoke with Kevin, and he was like, you put Kirk Cousins into this system that Ron Rivera has got now, he would have done great things with this team.
4: Uh, I would disagree with that. I mean, he had 4,000 yards, I think, three straight years. But, you know, stats are for nerds. <laughs> 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 Quote of the day.
0: <laughs> I love you
4: it. Know, I, but I always say I like ballers. I like ballers over stack guys any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I think Kurt was an okay quarterback. Yes, and that's about yes. what he was. Trent Green, I could name a bunch of. Them. The last good one he had maybe was Brad Johnson, but he was yes. only here for a couple years, and Snyder ran him out. One of Jeff George. Oh, Jeff Brad. George is great in practice, sucks in mm-hmm. games. You know, that was a big mistake. And you do have to go back to Joe, you know, and that's 1985. Well, Mark Rippon had, I think, four four or five decent years, won the MVP. They won a Super Bowl. You know, people forget Doug Williams. He was five and nine as a starter. There's three wins were in the postseason. They were great. The Super Bowl, he was five and nine, you know, just a couple years. I love Doug, but, that's you know, he was at the end of his career. Mm -hmm. So they have had a hard time. I have lost track. Is it like 31 quarterbacks now since, since something Ripley? Like, something,
1: something like that, yeah. Something like count. that.
4: I mean, they had four last year, so I had to keep counting the list. They, they, that's why it's so hard. They tried to draft guys like Patrick Ramsey. That was another Snyder pick. I'm sitting there. Spurrier says, you can draft them all you want. I'm not playing them. And they didn't. I mean, that was a total waste. You know, Snyder didn't want to – they wanted to take a guard that year. And Snyder had just been on the stage a couple months earlier announcing his arena football league team. And the guy from the arena league, I swear was like six eight three fifty. 350 He was a humongous man. And Snyder's five, seven, maybe five, six. He looks like a rag doll compared to this guy now. So he says, I'm not standing by a guard on the stage again and looking like the puppet. And they went with the quarterback, you know, that's the craziness that's gone on here that people don't always know about. That's why, you know, that's why I think any other owner probably doesn't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but finding the right quarterbacks, they've had chances and they've missed it. They've been mistimed. One of the big problems they have had is you need to pick coach first, quarterback second. And they've been in too many challenges when they picked a quarterback, changed coach the next year, guy doesn't want them, and yeah. now it doesn't fit. You know, they have mistimed this over and over and over. Yeah. Including yeah. Haskins and Rivera. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah. thing. Because the yeah. second guy says, "I don't know," and you know, I don't have you. You weren't my pick. Easy to mm-hmm. get rid of. So we just saw that happen again.
0: Yeah, uh, Maurice um, Scott also asks. Um, let's talk about the uh, the big uh, the big boys. He says uh, we've talked of John Allen getting a contract extension. Um, can you see us hanging on to our D line stars, or do we lose a a pain or a, a, an Ionitis um, either as a trade piece or as a cap casualty?
3: I think eventually that will happen. I mean, I mean that D line is too talented. Where you're going to, I mean, you're going to have to spend a lot of money to keep all those guys to, uh, together. I think that's why you got to keep on drafting uh, more talented D linemen through the draft so you can have that talent. I mean, at, at defensive line, we have an embarrassment of riches. You know, you, know, you got uh, Chase Young on one, set, one side, Montez Allen on the other. Then you have, uh, you know, John Allen. Deron Payne and then you have Matt Ioannidis. You got Tim Settle. I mean, really, Tim Settle and Matt Ioannidis would be starters on another NFL team. So even if they have to part company with a Deron Payne or a John Allen, I could easily see uh, Ioannidis or Settle stepping up into that role. And we should still have, we shouldn't see that much of a drop off in, in, uh, in production. Uh, Tim Settle, especially, he, he had a lot of flashes of brilliance in 2020. So, uh, I think eventually we're going to cross that bridge. Hopefully, we won't cross it uh, this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Um, Keith uh, William King would like to know. Uh, he says, "Why, uh, basically, why can't we should throw millions at Cameron Curl? It might make a few players unhappy, but um, but who could say he doesn't deserve it?" It's kind of
1: an up in the air question, to be honest. I mean, they can throw money at whoever they want. I mean are we going to throw money at someone that has only shown success so far for one year? I mean, don't get me wrong. He, you know, came out great, but I think we need to be a little careful with who we're tossing money to. Let's let these guys, again, I, I always use this word sustain. And that's because it's something that, that the Washington football team and even the Redskins have not been able to do over the years. So let's be careful with, you know, what we're talking about here and who we're giving the money to. I'm just sticking to this is why we're swinging on a QB one because of all these, you know, contracts that are going to be coming up and we're going to be losing folks. You know, I think that the team is looking at we're in win now and we need to drastically improve. And the only way that we can do that is with, you know, a QB one now, whether it happens or not, that's a different story.
0: Yeah. Rick, um, Kevin Shear mentioned to us the other day, he said, we can talk about wide receivers. We can talk about slot guys. We can talk about bulking up the O-line. And until we find out who that QB is, like he just said, whenever it happens, he said, you're going to find it very hard to attract players to your organisation because they want to know who's throwing the ball. I mean, I, he said himself, he said, it's why we all talk about QB so much. He said, you look at good organisations Um, you know, you look at the saints, you look at the, uh, the bucks, they have that QB guy there. It's, it's not even a question. It's like, do you want to come to us? Well, yeah, you've got Tom Brady coming for us. Do you want to come? Yeah. You've got Drew Brees throwing me the ball. Is that, that is such a big issue in Washington, isn't it?
4: Yeah. I mean, one guy to remember though, Calvin Harmon's coming back this year and I think he's an asset for them uh, on there, but you know, receivers will ask who's your quarterback because they want to know if this kind of, if it's a fit, you know, does he mm-hmm. throw to my type of routes? Maybe he doesn't, you know, if you're a burner and you got a quarterback that doesn't really throw it, why well, go, you know, mm-hmm. so they, they need, any really needs somebody still across the middle. What I love about Terry McLaurin is he's not like Deshaun Jackson. He's not a screamer down the field. He catches the ball in the middle of the field and then he has breakaway speed. Amazing after catch speed. One of the best in the league, I think, uh, so you got to find a quarterback. Does this quarterback throw the ball to me, or is he going to get me killed? That's that's more important to the receivers than anything else. And you know, I don't know what Taylor Heineke's real skill set is yet. I need to see more of it. And and we know what Kyle Allen is. Um, you know, neither of them is a big big arm. But you know, well, they bring it? You know, when you bring in a rookie, do you want to be a veteran receiver with a rookie quarterback? Not really, uh, on there. So if they at least get a veteran, say like Mariota. People will know his track record and they'll know whether to come. I don't know. that. They, I think they sign a receiver in free agency. Or maybe they take one in the draft. But it's not a good year for receivers in the draft. Uh, so they might – they'll find one guy. But I like Harmon coming back. You know, he's a real asset for them.
0: Yeah. No, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and he's, he's, he's raring to go. Um, I think he's going to, people sleeping on him. We've said many times on this show, don't, don't sleep on um, Kelvin Harmon, but guys, it's been a good hour chopping up Washington football with you. Keith, while you are here, tell us, buddy, where can we find your hilarious podcast? By the way, the uh, Jones stuff that you done last week had me dying with laughter. Where can we find you and Jesse, buddy? Uh, you can find
1: us, uh, of course, on Twitter. Uh, we do have our own handle, but that's kind of taken some work, so I don't really want to put that out there. You can find us on YouTube at uh, Bleeding Burgundy Podcast um, as well, and then of course uh, check out our pin tweet. It's usually where we put the uh, you know uh, most updated episode on there. And uh, we've got a lot of work to do, man. You know, like I said, you guys have inspired us so much to to do and talk about the things that we love. So. You know, I'm just trying to look to see how I can be creative and different, you know, from other, you know, podcasts. But then we all, you know, kind of just learn together. So uh thanks for having me on. I, you know, really appreciate it. I just love talking sports. Doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, no, no problem. I saw it, obviously, with the Dan Snyder news today and stuff and saw how passionate and vocal you were. So, well, we're recording a podcast. Let's get you on. Maurice? Yeah, I just want to.
1: behind it all so it's not going to impact me the way that it did you guys but I'll be honest with everyone WandaVision is not trash it was actually well done and I will continue to move forward you know and watch and I'll just be careful with how I you know describe it so uh, <laughs> it, w- it, it was good I just again I wish I knew the backstory so I could be impacted more as well
0: Rick did you watch WandaVision
4: I have no idea what that is <laughs> <laughs> i'm watching coming to america tonight you know? i'm watching
0: that I'm, yeah i'm watching coming to america too tonight
4: and i just did about wanda sykes i mean that's the only one I, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I have no idea i've seen it on the screen but i have never seen uh, it
0: rick watching it. it is amazing i'm not going to spoil at the end but i watched the final episode today it was unbelievable uh rick what have you uh, what have you got anything coming up that you want to uh, tell us about my friend
4: well, I actually started uh, more video work. So you can find me on Twitter at snide underscore remarks. I call it Rick Snyder's Washington. Always oh, good. It's about whatever. And mm-hmm. I've also moved uh, a secondary to a premium content of on YouTube. It's free. But I tell longer stories on YouTube. So if you want to hear the five, six-minute story, today I had about Rafe Flaherty, the first coach. Uh, yesterday I wrote about if we ran Deion Sanders versus Daryl Green, who would win today. And, and I know, so, you know, a little bit more storytelling, more fun, old stuff. You know, Twitter's more of what's happening right now. And, uh, you know, YouTube is going to be more uh, about and it's Rick Snyder's Washington there about the glory days of, of the franchise and the good old stories that people love to tell. So more video. I mean, the written word. No, you guys are all dumb. You don't read anything anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> and We're going to move my podcast to YouTube, actually, uh, pretty soon. We're going to change it to a shorter format go to youtube much more views there you know i want to get a thousand subscribers so i actually make some money doing this
0: there you mm-hmm. go yeah that kind of thing. yes yeah. get it. it's yeah. all about it's all about the money but um rick thanks so much for for jumping on to the uh to the to the podcast Bye. always a, always a pleasure to talk to you
4: Thanks for having me. I have no idea what you ever say, but I try and guess well.
0: Do, do you know what? Rick? <laughs> not many, not many people do. Uh, even my own family sometimes uh, can't understand a <laughs> bloody word I say. Um, Maurice is getting there. He's probably, he's probably the most uh, that he, he's been doing. we nearly coming up to a year in May. Maurice, can you understand yeah. what the hell
3: I'm saying? Yeah, you sound pretty good to me. I guess I've just been socialized to all the little idiosyncrasies in your your heavy uh, British accent. So, but I'm good to go. Yep.
4: Yeah, you sound like. The last time I was in London two years ago, I'm in Gatwood trying to figure out the train, and I asked some guy where it is, and he sounds like you, and I'm like, okay, I caught every third word. I think we turn right and go up something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just like, whoa, what the hell was that? But, you know, as General Patton said, we are, England and America are two people separated by a common language.
0: Oh, so yeah, no. we have the English language, and then you guys come along and butchered it. <laughs> trying to make it sound better okay okay i'll let you i let you have that i let you have that one but um guys thank you everyone um thanks for jumping on to the uh to the podcast it's been great fun talking some more washington football uh we are going to be back tomorrow recording a very special edition with Keep's co-host jesse of being a fan i am sitting down and chatting to him so we will be back either tomorrow or sunday that show will drop but thanks guys i, I really appreciate you jumping on and uh, uh we will get to do this again sometime but ladies and gentlemen this has been the dc tweet team podcast this has been episode number 92 i have been your host andy burrows till next time everybody stay safe hey guys thanks for tuning in to the dc tweet team podcast make sure you go like and subscribe you can find us on itunes spotify apple wherever you get your podcast fixed till next time everybody thanks for tuning in